0: hi this is sarah and this is journey and we're back with the oat life episode one of our rebrand setting
1: goals and sticking to habits today we're recording on january 4th so pretty much right after the new year's everyone's talking about new year's resolutions goals Mm -hmm. habits just like some of our favorite things
0: yeah and obviously we all know that Pretty much anyone that talks about the New Year's resolution doesn't actually follow through with it. So we are here to help you figure out, if you are one of those people, how to actually follow through with it and kind of our own experiences. Yeah, or maybe you're goals. just setting
1: the wrong goal. Yeah, If you're not
0: following exactly. through on it. Yeah, we might yeah, figure that Yeah, so we're just going to
1: talk about goals a lot. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year.
1: Um, and so you'll kind of get a sense, too, for a little bit more about, like, us, if you're new to the pod or you don't know us, IRL. Um, because we're going to talk a little bit about our own goals too for the year, um, in 2023 and like how that, how we set goals, what strategies we use, et cetera, et cetera. So you'll get to hear a little bit about us, our lives and our goals. It's also a little bit of accountability for us. Cause if I <laughs> put myself completely out there to the oat life today and then don't follow through in December, It's going to be shameful.
0: Honestly, yeah. Exactly. So, like, and Journey and I both have different ways of setting goals. And, like, I think just how we go about, like, defining goals and, like, what constitutes is, like, achieving those goals. So, I think that will be kind of interesting to, like, talk over. um, Just so you can get, like, obviously there's no one right way to do this. So, we'll kind of talk about that. Um, But first we just thought we'd give you some updates on our lives because we know that you all care a lot about our lives. Um, Basically, last couple of weeks uh well i guess me personally um i was gonna say the last couple of weeks journey night but uh i've been teaching a ton of tennis and i've been doing my little tennis camps and this week journey helped me and it was really fun we were just like teaching tennis together and it felt like summer like high school summers except <laughs> for, like
1: 30 degrees
0: yeah exactly um it was really cute though we had like eight kids just like running around and journey and i were like sipping our coffee our like lattes yeah Um, so that was 30 in the morning in a freezing building. (laughs) It was super fun. Yeah, that was super fun. Winter
1: coaching is better than summer coaching.
0: I agree. We weren't just sitting in the boiling heat the whole day. Um, I don't know what, what's your workout life been like? Recently, I've been recently being like the last like
1: eight months, the same thing. (laughs) I've been doing two things, which is running and handstands. And hand balancing is the more technical term because it's, like, a part of my workout and I incorporate, like, stability stuff. So this week, my new challenge that I've started incorporating into that is hand balancing exercises on a BOSU ball. So, like, against yeah, the wall too. handstands with my hands on the ball, <laughs> um, which is really hard, like, on my shoulders. Um, apparently, we're not strong enough for that yet. So we're getting there. Um oh. That's That's so cool. Also just been running. Um, it's been wet. So I've been running a lot on the treadmill. Um, and dread, dread, literally. (laughs) And it's just like the news on five TVs in front of me. And I'm like heaving.
0: Um, yeah. All they talk about is the football player that literally fell over.
1: Yeah. That's news. So anyways, don't
0: play football. Um, Don't play football. That's what we've learned.
1: Um, yeah. Big takeaway from this week. Um, and then I've been running, trail running with Oakley, my dog.
0: Cute. Yeah. Um, I have not been running. I, If you know me, you know that I just, like, I'm chronically injured. So the one thing I can usually consistently do, and it's super fun, I feel like I get a great workout and um, I get to sweat a lot, is going to spin class. So I've been going to my little 545 spin class with my friend my middle-aged (laughs) friends um and that's been great there's been a mix of like Taylor Swift and uh music from like 20 or 30 years before I was born so (laughs) um that's honestly been a great time I love it um the other day one woman brought us all cookies and then the day after one of the guys brought um, a whole box of beer, and it was five forty-five in the morning. So yeah, there's a mix of things, but culture is great. It was really <laughs> hard, but it's been feeling really good, and I've just been like lifting on top of that, and I've been playing a little bit of tennis. But we're definitely getting back into it because, um, if you don't know, I play college tennis, so my season is starting soon. So I'm kind of like really getting back in the swing of like tennis things and stuff like that. But
1: yeah, I don't you know. Sometimes I'll come to the gym and I'll I'll be like. I don't know. Usually I shoot for like seven to get to the gym unless I'm like working. Sometimes I'll get there at like seven thirty. And Sarah's already like done spin and is like on her last exercise <laughs> of her lift. Oh, and yeah. also has beer and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Not beer.
0: Not but beer. yeah, the cookies. Um
1: yeah. <laughs> win the morning, win the day. When the morning win the day.
0: Uh yeah, Jamie and I and um my boyfriend wesley we're going to sushi night to celebrate journey's birthday which is soon (laughs)
1: yeah shout out to us shout out to my birthday yeah honestly (laughs)
0: um (laughs) so yeah wish journey a happy birthday if you haven't already i mean
1: wish me a happy birthday by giving us a five-star rating and sharing with all your friends yeah that's all i ask for um yeah and then i guess we can share a couple things each maybe like little food updates what we've been eating yeah because that
0: changes quite often I'm not being not, sarcastic.
1: Really? <laughs> Sarah's eating the same breakfast, lunch, and dinner for, like, years. Um, <laughs> Maybe I am being sarcastic.
0: <laughs> it changes. I feel like I go through me. phases.
1: I'm having a terrible tummy week, so I've been making this terrible oatmeal. Terrible tummy week. TTW. TTW. It, yeah, true. Hashtag TTW. Um,
0: <laughs> share your thoughts. Share your
1: thoughts. Um, so you relate. Anyways, so I've been making this soothing tummy oatmeal and it has oats it's like all the things that are really good for your stomach and it has oats and then chia seeds and flax seeds and then it's spiced with turmeric and ginger and black pepper which are like warming spices and then yeah because your body doesn't absorb turmeric without the black black pepper pepper. i
0: know i know that but like does black pepper taste taste well you can't really
1: taste it to be honest. Huh.
0: Okay. Um, well, it's just a off. little.
1: You don't have to, like, cover it in black pepper. Nice. And then it's a dates
0: thing.
1: and blackstrap molasses. So I get all my nutrients, and it doesn't hurt my stomach, and almond milk. So that's been my little food. Stove to top? Date. Stove top. Hmm. You
0: should say, oh, share and the and egg white.
1: Egg white. Share the recipe. There is no recipe. I just shared the recipe. I'll put it on the Instagram.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Um, I'm a more simple cook over here. So I've been having my little, for breakfast at least, I've been having my little yogurt mash. Um, the (laughs) fruit has not been very good because we ran out of the Costco frozen fruit and and I've been using this terrible, terrible. Yeah. But the Costco frozen fruit is amazing. I've been using these terrible blueberries that we had like in the back of our fridge and they were all just like, like, uh, what do you call it? Like squishy. And like yeah. not good, yeah. <laughs> so you know we bounced back. My dad got me more, more um, Kirkland <laughs> frozen fruit. So My tomorrow mom to Costco today too. Oh, let's go. <laughs> um, cause we also ran yeah. out. We were
1: using like the grocery outlet frozen fruit. Yeah, work. nothing compares yeah. to the Kirkland frozen berry mix. Microwave so, for like forty five seconds, so it gets yeah. a little like juicy and soft.
0: Well, here's the kick. You actually what you do is you mix it with your yogurt um the night before it yeah, thaws, so and then it true. gets, it's so much better than the microwave, because it gets like all, it gets all, like, Mushroom. everything's all the same temperature, it's great, the vibes are great, um, even though it's, like, 20 degrees outside, I still have been eating my yogurt, because, you know, I went on a little egg phase a couple weeks ago, and it just didn't, didn't, it was never last, didn't hit like yogurt does, so, yeah. I mean, having my yogurt, but then, like, a ton of fruit, usually I'll put in it, and then, um, and then, and then banana, the frozen fruit banana, usually... And then chia seeds, fox seeds, hemp seeds. So I'm going to get all my omega-3s. And also I'll just put some oatmeal in my yogurt just for... Shits and giggles. Cause it's so, the oat life. <laughs> so you're like what? Yeah, I can't not be eating oatmeal for breakfast. Be eating oatmeal for breakfast. Yeah, last night West night West night ate an uh, entire rotisserie chicken. So that was also. we
1: saw that on the Instagram. <laughs> look at our Instagram at it's the oat life. Yeah, you, you should look at our Instagram. Put it in the highlights. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it on there. The entire rotisserie chicken, all of the bones. It's a very graphic image. Oh
0: my god.
1: Yeah. Um, Anna <laughs> was not we got, proud of me. We got a little bit of negative feedback. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'd um. appreciate only positive, but it's okay. We'd like to hear
1: your <laughs> thoughts, too. <laughs> Be honest, but nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that covers updates. So yeah, we'll get into listener questions, as always. Um, and then we will um, get into the episode. Cool.
0: Unfortunately, this episode is not sponsored by Athletic Greens. Um, hopefully in the near future. Check back soon. Okay, so listener questions. Each podcast, we're going to answer a couple of listener questions. Since this is our first one um, of our little rebrand, uh, we did not have enough time to get enough listener questions. But uh, <laughs> luckily, I teach tennis to a bunch of middle and high schoolers in the afternoons every day. And they had all the questions. So we picked two of the good ones from them, and we're going to answer them.
1: Yeah, so here they go. Um... <laughs> <laughs> here they are <laughs> the first question um Sarah
0: <laughs> so, the questions. <laughs> so the first question is uh oh that was Anna's question we'll do Anna's questions later Anna's question is more like a um episode podcast episode <laughs> yeah so we're gonna Keep go your to your listener the,
1: questions concise please. yeah we're gonna
0: go to the um uh high school questions okay Thoughts on protein powder and do I need to take it? This was from a middle schooler.
1: <laughs> well, I would say if you're a middle schooler listening out there, no. <laughs> Unless you're severely protein deficient. I am. Sarah's protein deficient, believe it or not. No, I got lab work done. <laughs> and she literally got lab work done. She's protein deficient. So maybe if you get lab work done and you're protein deficient in your middle school, you can have protein powder. I don't know. I can just say my personal thoughts. On protein yeah, give powder. yours
0: and then I'll give mine.
1: So I think that it is a good option if you are struck. Like if you are actually lacking in protein and you really cannot get, um, like, you don't. There's like food you don't like foods that have a lot of high protein or you can't get those. I think protein powder is fine if you like want a lot of protein. Personally, I think it really varies person to person. I know a lot of people that severely need proteinaceous foods um it is a word I learned that word recently Uh proteinaceous um the more you know no um it's so true anyways so if you need proteinaceous foods and like you (laughs) I don't know like some people like need foods like high in like you know fiber to feel good or whatever some food people need food high high in protein I need high in protein foods if you are needing that and you're like vegan and feeling bad and, like, your vision is going black. Yes, I think protein powder is a good idea and I think it goes easily into Maybe a lot of things. Maybe don't
0: be vegan if your vision is going black. Right. No, literally. <laughs> but,
1: like, if, but, like, if you are, whatever. If you're religious, whatever. If right. you need protein. For sure. Uh, I think if you're, like, a average person and you are doing an average amount of, like, movement and exercise, or even if you're doing above average on that i still think you can get sufficient protein without protein powder especially if you don't like it i don't like how it tastes and i used to like make myself drink it
0: yeah i did but, the like, same thing
1: i i do fine without it i can still get enough protein in the same amount of protein greek yogurt is a great alternative get like 20 grams of protein i was really gonna say the same thing yeah so those are my thoughts. greek yogurt gods greek yogurt gods i don't think it's a I don't think protein's a bad, protein powder is a bad thing, but, like, I don't think you need it by any means unless yeah. you, like, are really protein deficient and can't get it anywhere else.
0: Yeah. I honestly completely agree with what Journey said. Like, if you're – even if you're, like, trying, like, hard to get in, like, calories, I think protein powder is a good option because, like, you can get – obviously, it doesn't have, like, carbs or anything, but you can, like, make a little smoothie out of it or something with, like, banana and, like, almond butter or peanut butter or whatever – um like oatmeal like you can make a really like calorie dense smoothie with protein powder uh because a lot of times when people are like trying to get more calories they'll just eat a bunch of carbs that just doesn't make you feel good and like it's not that full complete everything you need so um I think there are uses for protein powder I went through all of my protein powder phases for sure I went through like the whey protein powder from GNC and then like the (laughs) organ I went through a major organ phase like vegan protein powder and Honestly, what I realized after, like, years of this was that protein powder makes me feel terrible. Mm. Like, it literally hurts my stomach so much. Like, even the way I isolate, terrible, terrible. Um, and I feel so much better without it, and I agree with Journey. I think that most normal people, unless you just, like, have some weird thing going on or unless you're, like, a bodybuilder, can get all their protein from real, real foods. Um, like Journey said, like, Greek yogurt's a really good option. Like, we could do a whole podcast on protein, but, like... Like, there's chicken breast, there's turkey breast, there's eggs, but, like, you just, like, don't need protein powder unless you're, like, really short on time, you can't, you, there's, like, no other way to get it, then, yeah, I would go with the protein powder versus no protein at all, um, because I think protein is definitely really important, a lot of, like, Americans honestly lack it at this point, um, like you, yeah, apparently, um, But, no, I think you should be able to just get your protein from real foods just fine. As long as you're having, like, real meals and stuff. I think protein powder would be probably a good, like... If you need, like, a snack and you're having a... Like, I understand it's, like, hard to, like, get proteins in snacks. Like, Mm -hmm. or protein in snacks. Um, So, like, if you have, like, a snack, like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something, and then, like, also a protein shake, that wouldn't be a bad idea. But... Personally, protein powder messes up my stomach, so I don't drink it anymore, and I feel much better. Great. Yeah. All right.
1: Hope that answers your question. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We've got one more question. The second question was from a girl, and she asked me what she should eat before she goes on a five-mile run in the morning.
1: I can tackle this. Yeah, Jenny's got it. Um, Jenny's the runner. I have struggled a lot with what to eat before runs in the morning because I don't really like to eat first thing in the morning and if I'm going on a run like before school or class or whatever like or work it's going to be early it's going to be before breakfast and I'm going to eat breakfast after my run Um, but at some point your run's going to be long enough or intense enough that you're going to need something in your stomach to get you through it and you can definitely train your stomach to tolerate food before you run so if you struggle with that just start by eating smaller amounts and then you can work your way up um but I find that sweet potatoes are the best possible thing to eat before I run in the morning. Um, they're super easy, too, because you can just microwave it for three minutes on each side. And then your sweet potatoes ready. And just eat them plain. Microwave eat- sweet,
0: sweet potatoes are slopped on.
1: I know literally. You literally just put in the microwave for three minutes on each side. And then amazing. it's done. Put some butter on there. I, oh. Yeah, before my runs, I put on... This is what I was doing before my long runs. Um, is I would put on, like, date syrup. Oh yum! It's so good, and sometimes some peanut butter, um, and that was really good. And they're also really portable. I ran the Big Bear Marathon last November, and wait, shoot, I said it's December earlier in this episode, but it is totally January. Um, but <laughs> I, I ran it. I ran it last November, um, and I had to like get up at like two thirty in the morning to drive there, and I just like had a little sweet potato in my foil, and then while I was waiting to get on the shuttle bus. They're just eating my sweet potato in the foil, and, like, other people were having to, like, make, like, ha- carry thermoses of oatmeal, and I just had, like, my sweet potato. That would be me. It was great. So, recommend that. Recommend bananas. They I don't do great with them, but a lot of people do. Just, like, easy carbs and sugar. Um
0: yeah. I'm the Not same. a lot of
1: protein. Not a lot of fiber.
0: I never... Well, so I'm a little bit different. Like, I could never... I used to never be able to find anything, like, even before tennis matches, like nothing if my match was remotely close to the morning time i just would not eat beforehand but one thing i found this is what just what i've stuck with because apparently it's just my thing Yo- greek yogurt I greek oh, yogurt. i do greek yogurt i can eat well it before i before work out before i lift before i run <laughs> like literally anything my body does so well with that so if you feel like you're weird and like bananas don't work well for you and toast doesn't work for, well for you and you like feel like if those don't work like nothing will work try greek yogurt cause Interesting. it works
1: for me interesting for me it's just carbs love it just like you're just and... a normal person yeah that's amazing.
0: but <laughs> great so those <laughs> are all listener questions if you have like random um kind of short questions go ahead and submit them you can text us you can dm us you can email us sarah com. um <laughs> literally anything <laughs> life at gmail.com yeah the life <laughs> at gmail.com is actually our email um but yeah we'll take any of your questions about anything at all and yeah let's just get into the episode all right all right, let's
1: talk about goals, because you can set a goal, but that's never going to be enough to exactly. achieve it without a plan, and it's New Year's, so you've probably set some goals recently, so hopefully you can apply this to yourself.
0: 100%. So first, like, let's just talk about our own goals, and then maybe we can, like, the ways we talk about setting our goals and stuff, we can kind of relate our own goals, like what we would do in our certain circumstances to, like, our methods of setting goals and sticking to them. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Do
0: <laughs> you wanna go first? Sure. So I've got a couple of like RAM goals. <laughs> My first goal. Um, buffers and boundaries. This has been um a goal for like the last three years on New Year's res like New Year's resolution for the last three years. Mostly the boundaries part, or mostly the buffer part. Um, and what I mean by that is buffers in the sense of I am always late or like right on time. I'm never early to anything. Um and it, like, I could literally have something at 2 o'clock and not have anything the whole day and just be chilling at home. I will still leave my house at one fifty seven and get there at 2.01. So, I am trying... Because everything
1: in the town we live in is four minutes away. This
0: is true. Yeah, I always think I can get there in, like, three minutes, but really it's, like, four and a half. So, um yeah, and then I get, like, a red light and I'm like, dang, like, I'm going to be, like, two minutes late. So, my goal is to have more buffer space between the things that I schedule and when I leave my house so like for instance if my tennis camp starts at 9 30 I'm leaving my house at 9 15 uh just so everybody knows I live like two minutes away from the tennis club that way I get there at like nine seventeen, nine eighteen, and then if I have extra time I can like chill in my car or do whatever I would have done while I'm just waiting at home mm-hmm. when I'm there and then I'm like not stressed because like I'm always late, but then I'm always stressed that I'm late, but then I always had the ability to not be late, or a lot of times. So just giving myself more room in between things and leaving earlier, I think, is definitely one of my goals, and I'm working on developing, like, habits to attain that goal. In terms of boundaries, I just mean, like, I've actually done pretty well with this, I feel like, the last two years um, that I've had this New Year's resolution, but boundaries just in the sense of, like, saying no to, like, things that don't actually help me in any way and aren't gonna like like obviously if something like if my my friend needs help I'll help them but just not like saying yes to everything which I've been pretty good about I feel like but just setting those boundaries of like what I want to spend my energy on and what I don't because if you try to spend your energy on everything you're just not going to have the energy for those things you really really need or want to do
1: use your no to protect your yes exactly I heard that on Peloton a few weeks ago
0: I love that I really like it so just saying no to those types of things and using my no. Um, so that, that's, like, one. Another one, which is pretty consistent over the last couple of years, again, um, will be sleep. Sleep is hard because I just know that, like, once it gets into tennis season, once I, like, get into next term and stuff, like, there's going to be a lot of nights I just don't get enough sleep. But just, like, really, like, I am such a different person when I have enough sleep. And enough, like, I need a lot of sleep, like, even seven hours just doesn't feel like it cuts it for me. But that's normally, like, pretty much what I get.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, I really need, like, eight and a half hours of sleep. But that's just, like, not my reality during, like, tennis season and stuff. So I'm not going to, like, act like it's going to be. Um, but, like, if any way I can to get more sleep, like, I'm going to do that. And, like, aim for aiming for eight hours for sure. But um, definitely if I, like, don't sleep enough or if I don't eat enough, like, I am just a completely different person. My day goes, like completely differently like generally I just have a good day if I have enough sleep so um really focusing on that because it does impact everything about my day and then my last goal would probably just be it's more of like a personal goal I guess just has to do with like where um I'm at I guess I don't know and that's just like being more present and not in the sense of like not being on my phone because i'm actually pretty good at that like i'm not normally on my phone too much but being more present in the sense of like i really struggle when things don't go like exactly as they're planned and then a lot of times i'm like thinking about like oh dang like it didn't go as planned like this is all ruined like same (laughs) everything like that and i just need to be okay with the fact that like most things won't go as planned and just being present and like this is the moment you're in now like make the best of this versus like being like, dang it, like, why did this have to happen? Why couldn't it have gone the way it was supposed to go? All that type of stuff. So that's one thing I'm working on as well.
1: Great goals. Thank I'm you. also working on that last thing. That's not what I'm going to talk about as my examples today on The Oat Life. But I think that's a good practice to have in general. Um, my goals are up a little bit of a different alley. Just um, kind of so we can get like a broader range of, of all the different types of goals that are out there. I have one kind of along those like lifestyle lines generally and then I'll talk about a couple of my training goals um but in terms of like just general lifestyle my goal this year is to incorporate more like creativity in my life um and like make intentional time and space to be creative and um artistic and like curious um and so I think with that it's just like partially like Finding hobbies that I can, like, enjoy, which I know being creative is and, like, putting more time, intentional time into that. And then also just, like, having another outlet for stress besides, like, movement and exercise and, like, using the creativity as that. Um, So that's one. And then in terms of training, I have a couple that I'll share, which is running faster. Um, Because last year I was really focused on running farther and this year not. I want to run faster. Um, I don't have a specific time, but I'll get more into that later. And then, um, becoming more flexible so that I can contort more <laughs> <laughs> and, um, really so that my, uh, like by the end of the year, I want to have a pretty solid ability to do good, like handstand splits and just like more flexibility in general. Cause that's always good, um, for injury prevention and I'm not good about stretching. So Those are some of my goals that I'll be discussing today. Amazing. Um, And then obviously, we have great, great goals for The Oat Life, which you heard about in our intro episode. If you um, listened, if you didn't, you should go listen.
0: A lot of the things I'm actually going to talk about, we've actually done so far with The Oat Life. Um, Amazing. We're crushing it. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, Journey and I kind of have, uh, different systems, I guess, or different, like, philosophies on how, like, to go about goals and, like, habits and stuff like that. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of get into mine a little bit, and then Journey will kind of talk about hers, and we'll kind of just talk about the, the differences and stuff like that between both of ours. Um, I... So, like, like I... Like we said, um, it's not enough to just have a goal. Like, I firmly believe that you need, like, actionable items, and... It's great to have, like, that, like, North Star goal that you're reaching for, but then on top of that, you need to think about what actionable items will get you to your goals. Because if you have no actionable items, then most likely you're not going to be motivated, you're not going to know what to do, and it's going to feel, like, really stressful. So, I'm a big fan of a book called Atomic Habits. Um, it's James Clear. I would highly recommend it. We'll probably do a pod on it at some point. But a lot of the things I'm going to talk about, I have taken from Atomic Habits. So, if you're more interested you want to learn more, go read Atomic Habits. Because most of these thoughts are not original, like you said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, like, for example, I'm going to probably use sleep as, like, one of my major goals. Like, major examples when I talk about my goals. Um, and with sleep, obvious. so my real goal is... I want to feel more awake. I want to feel more energized. I want to feel like I have a better attitude during the day. Um, and if you really think about it, sleep is just the mechanism to that. So really, my goal is to have like feel better throughout the day. And I feel like I can achieve that by getting eight and a half hours of sleep every night or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So there's four ways that Atomic Habits talks about set like. How to make a habit stick, and habits are what will get you closer to achieving your goals. So I would say, like, figure out what your goal is, what your North star is, and then find a set of habits that will get you to your North star. And then forget about your goal, focus on habits, focus on those actionable items. So um, the four things that you need to have when it comes to habits are you need to make it obvious. You need to make it attractive. You need to make it easy. And you need to make it satisfying. Um, So in terms of making it obvious. One thing. Like this doesn't need to be like. You need to make your actual habit obvious. One thing this can be. Is just like. Marking. Like getting a calendar. Every day you complete your habit. Or if it's like a habit you need to do every hour. Or like whatever. Find a calendar. And just put a mark. Through every single day that you do it. If you don't do it. You don't get a mark you don't get like a slash through the day I feel like we are very wired to want to like keep everything consistent and not it, it's basically like snapchat streaks right like you don't want to break that streak if you kind of have a string of like 10 days in a row you did the habit as those like as that streak gets bigger and bigger you are going to be less and less likely to break it because okay you've been doing this for 150 days in a row now why are you not going to do it this one day and break that 150-day streak, right? Totally. Duolingo. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's a really, really good, easy way to keep it, your habit going. Um, another way you could do this is, like, they talk about, like, a paperclip method where you have basically, and this is, like, a daily thing. So if you wanted to do, like, 100 push-ups every day, um, start the day <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Start the day with two jars. One jar of ten paper clips, one jar of zero paper clips. Every single time you do ten push-ups, move one paper clip from one jar to the other. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, your jar should be full of paper clips, Your other jar should be full of paper clips. And if it's not, that just makes you really annoyed and really mad. So, um, that's another way. Like if I want to do it, I could just say like, I every single night I get eight hours of sleep. I'll move a paper clip, and I could start like at the beginning of the week and there should be seven paper clips in and at the end or whatever right mm-hmm. um i've so- heard of
1: something like that too with like just like behavioral like small behavioral habits like if you're like trying to change like i don't know like your uh like i don't know what a good example is like just like your behavior or like your reaction to something like your coping mechanisms and you're trying to use a different coping mechanism and you're trying to like avoid <clears throat> one thing and like replace it with another or whatever, if you don't, so, like, if an event happens where you would usually revert to your one coping mechanism and you don't do it, you get to put, like, a marble in a jar and then it's, like, really rewarding because the jar just, like, fills up and that's how many times you, like, change that behavior.
0: Exactly. I feel like in a lot of those ways, people try to do it to where, like, oh, if you, like, did a wrong coping mechanism, you get something taken away. Mm -hmm. And...
1: Like, you can definitely do that.
0: Like, this works in the opposite. All these things we're going to talk about definitely work in the opposite direction. But I think positive reinforcement is better in the long run. So that's one way to make your habits obvious, like visual cues. Um, Another way to make it obvious is by using implementation intentions. So implementation intentions are just, like, they involve the where and the when of the habit. Because most likely, like, if you have an idea of when... Um, and where you're gonna perform your habit every single day or every single how often it is, you're gonna definitely do have much more success than if you say, "I need to stretch more," and there's no set thing so one way that I really um, use implementation intentions, I guess, is just like my Google Calendar, like I will put everything in there. I'll put like when I shower, when I make dinner, like when I'm supposed to be driving somewhere anything like that and so if it's a habit i really want to include in my daily life i will put that in my calendar every day at a recurring time and that's my time set aside for that i'm not like just hoping that maybe if i have time i'll have the motivation to do it um i'm using my google calendar as an implementation intention so like even with sleep i can do that i can block off hours and be like if i want to get this much sleep this day like this is when i'll have to do all of these things Mm -hmm. um we highly
1: endorse gcal
0: yeah we're gcal girlies for sure Um, and then another way you can utilize the implementation intention is by just telling other people, like, what you're going to be doing and when you're going to be doing it. Because more likely, even if they're not there, like, obviously it helps if, like, if you're going to the gym, like, you and your, like, partner or whatever, like, go at the same time. Like, Mm -hmm. then you really don't want to let them down. But even if you just say, hey, I'm going to spend tomorrow at 545, you're going to feel so, like, silly if you don't actually go after <laughs> that. Like,
1: Embarrassing.
0: Honestly, so embarrassing. And, like, not even if someone's going to check up on you, but, like, that makes it really obvious, too, of, like, especially if they're, if you're going with someone. It'll make it obvious if you don't show up. Um, and, obviously,
1: there's exceptions. Like, sometimes you can plan to go to spin in the morning, and <laughs> then something can happen, and yeah, you can not go. Yeah. But, like, also... If we're talking about just, like, habits in general. So, if this yeah. is, like, a recurring thing, like, if your spin instructor expects to see you every Monday, like, it's obviously okay if you miss one. But, like, also then you have that accountability.
0: Exactly. Um, With those types of, like, Google Calendar, stuff like that, uh, like I said, it takes the motivation and inspiration out of the equation. Um, you're more likely to stick to it. And also... Just when you do stuff like that, when you do use the Google Calendar and stuff, like just be really specific. Like, be specific about the exact time, the exact day, and like exactly what you're gonna do. Even if you say like I'm gonna go to the gym for like at this time on this day, be specific about what you're gonna do at the gym because like it can still be complicated. Like in that sense, so right. Um, another way you can make habits um obvious are by habits. This thing called habit stacking, which is. If you have one habit that occurs, like, at the same frequency as your desired habit, just say, like, every time I perform this habit, I perform this one right afterwards. Mm, So, like, a good example for that is, like, when I give private lessons for tennis, I, at the end of the day, I have to, like, close out the private lessons, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just an online computer system thing, right? And it's really easy to forget to do that um, so my habit stacking thing with th- like that is just like the second I finish my last private lesson of the day, I close out my lessons and I just like know now, like it's gotten to the point to where like every time I finish my last lesson, I'm heading in my car, I close out my lessons. And that's just a way of like, I perform, I have a last lesson at the exact same desired frequency as when I need to close out my lessons. So that works pretty well too. Um, Yeah
1: no, that's a great shirt. I haven't really, like, or, like, heard about that, like, officially before, but I feel, like, kind of subconsciously I do that. Yeah. Like, with my stretching thing, I'm, like, okay, like, I'm doing my, like, workout or whatever, and that's the habit is, like, right. the workout, and then, like, I leave the gym. <laughs> it's, like, okay, well, between, like, the end of the workout yeah. and then leaving the gym, like, those are two habits I already do. Right. I just incorporate that.
0: Yeah. Another thing, like, even for sleep, like, it could be, like, Every single night after I finish dinner, I brush my teeth and put on my pajamas. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that'd be amazing. I don't do that, but I, like, like that could be a good way to, like, have it Because you eat dinner every night, and going to sleep, you want to happen sometime Um you're brushing your teeth and putting on your pajamas you want to happen sometime in between when you eat dinner and go to sleep so just stuff like that um one more way to make it like make habits obvious are just by using environment design and designing your environment for success I cannot stress how much this can help or hurt you so like just like one example of this is like if there's a like I don't know this is kind of a bad example but like kind of toxic but like if there's like a food that you really don't want to eat but like you want I don't know if you want to, like, have it for treats or whatever, I don't, like, put it in the back of your fridge, if you can't see a it, a terrible
1: example, okay,
0: do you have a better example, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, how often is there, like, something on your counter, maybe it's something even terrible, and you walk past it, and just because it's on your counter, you're, like, eat it, yeah, it's just an example, yeah, um, no,
1: I think, yeah, no, I feel like it, like, it, it encompasses it.
0: Like okay, it's here's like, another okay. Example. Here's one. Here's one. Yeah, here's one. you want to be on
1: social media less. So you delete Instagram off your phone. Yes, that's
0: a much better Because then you <laughs> don't just default to it. There we go. Exactly. Or like even like the
1: oat life doesn't endorse labeling foods as bad. <laughs> You're right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I agree. Um, or even like one more like one more way you can do that is by like like if you set out your workout clothes the night before or something, mm-hmm. and then you like see your workout clothes in the morning. That's a great or like, example. If even if you route, you take the route um, home from work where you pass the gym on the way home. I don't know. Stuff like yeah. that. Um, one, like, reason, one, like, way that shows how important your environment is for success is they have this example of, like, Vietnam War veterans and nine, like, a bunch of, like, Vietnam War, like, um, I don't know what do you, like, veterans? Yeah, I guess so. A lot of them used heroin during during the war. And 9 out of 10 of them just stopped using heroin when they came back. Mm. And it wasn't because anyone told them to, and it wasn't because they did some program. It was literally just their environment changed so much. So a lot of times if you're, like, really struggling with something, just think about changing your environment and how you can make your environment, like, or, like, how you could make your habit more obvious in your environment. Like, if you... Here's one better example, too, is, like, if you have a pull-up bar, like, in Mm -hmm. your house, like, somewhere, like where everyone sees it all the time, half the time you're going to walk past that pull-up bar and just, like, do a pull-up. And so, just stuff like that. Just making things more... You're obviously not going to just, like, go out of your way to go to the gym, like, every right. couple hours to do one pull-up. But, you know, yeah. things like that. So, those are ways to make habits obvious. That was just the first thing. I know there's a lot of things, but um, those are ways you can... I guess, like, one more thing with the designing the environment is, like, a lot of times people live in an environment that's designed, like for them or created for them and people don't realize that they have a lot more control over them their environment than they realize so mm-hmm. just like thinking about that and like ways that you can like change your environment that maybe you didn't like exactly create for yourself to begin with okay i'm gonna keep going the second um way to make habits stick is to make them attractive um the expectation of a reward is basically what gets us to act in the first place that's why people that go to the gym a lot end up like continuing to go to the gym because they get that like feeling afterwards right and so it's that reward afterwards that you remember the most Mm -hmm. so when you link an action you want to do to an action that you need to do you there's like more of a chance that you'll continue doing that action that you need to do because it's linked to the action you want to do like One thing I was thinking about this is, like, a lot of times, like, Journey and I will walk to coffee culture. And so, like, we get to go on a walk, which is great. But then we, like, get coffee culture in the middle. And that's, like, a fun reward. And so it, like, makes it fun (laughs) and exciting to do. Um, And so it makes the idea of a walk really attractive. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, like, in terms – another way to, like, make things attractive is just, like, by surrounding yourself with people that have the same goals or, like, desired habits as you – because, like, a lot of times when people are doing, like, people you, like, really value or, like, um, if it, sometimes it feels like everyone is doing something that, like, you want to have in your life, if you're around those types of people, you want to do it more. So, like, I think that's why CrossFit works so well is because, like, CrossFit is, like, this community and that's just who the people are and, like, what they do and stuff like that. So, um, by surrounding yourself with those types of people, it'll make you want to do that more because you don't want to be, like, that random person that's, like, not doing crossfit
1: right no that totally makes
0: sense or like not going five days a week you know stuff like that so yeah um yeah and then like i guess one thing you can like think about when it comes to like like if i were to think about sleep when it comes to making it attractive is just like try to find roommates that all want to go to bed at 8 30 p.m or something like that like don't surround yourself with roommates that want to go to bed at 3 a.m and then try to like expect to, like, want to get, like, eight hours of sleep if you want to stay up, hang out with them. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> that's not <all> targeted.
0: <laughs> no, not – literally not at all. Um, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. But basically, like, whatever behaviors are considered normal in a culture um, are usually the ones that become the most attractive. So just, like, yeah. hang out with people that – where it's, like, normal to, like, do the behaviors that you want. And those could be any behaviors, but – um Basically, one of the deepest human desires is to belong. So, um, just spending your time True. with people like that. Okay, the third way to um, make habits stick is to make them easy. Um, So, like, the Atomic Habits have this quote, and it was like, walk slow but never backwards. So, you just never, like, mm. always do your best to be taking steps forward, but, like, just not going backwards. And a lot of times, the way you go backwards is, like, you stop doing your habits. And a lot of times, people are, like, in this all-or-nothing mindset where it's, like, if I'd miss it this day, I'm a failure and I'm not going to, like, keep doing it. Um, with with this is, like, I don't think, like... There's a lot of people that, like, want to, like, wait for the perfect time to, like, start habit. And I think that, like, just do your best with what you've got. Like, start now. Do your best. Like, the time is, like... It's not always going to be perfect. Not everything's always going to line up. But just do your best with what you've got. Um, there's the law of least effort, which is... Um, basically the like there's like a two minute rule thing where when you're starting a new habit make it so easy you can do it in two minutes so mm, i like that they talked about like if you want to go like running every day literally just start by tying your shoes
1: i've seen that yeah where people just like get ready to go to the gym yeah and, and they then they don't the next day they go... go in but they don't like yeah work out yeah right
0: and the next day and then like at a certain point you start going and you're like well, I'm here for five minutes. I might as well hang out here. Yeah. And, like You just, like, keep going. But that's, like, a really good way to build the, like, build a habit in a way that feels, like, so easy. It, like, can't be true. But, like, at a certain point, you'll just keep going. It'll become part of your identity, stuff like that. Um, there's also, like, the 4% rule, which is you never want to, like, try to, like, implement a habit or, like, set, like, do something that is within, like, outside of 4% within your, like, capacity right now because like you don't want to make your habits too hard when you how first do you start. define
1: like like what four percent look
0: like? <laughs> i don't know i guess like
1: <clears throat> like just like, like close to what you already do basically. right
0: like i guess like if you are this is why like people in high school don't go straight to med school i guess like i think that mm-hmm. the workload you, like, in work high school way one way or the like other. compared to like the workload in college is probably like within like a four percent maybe like it probably depends mm-hmm. on what you're doing but like um it's just like a tiny bit harder because like the only way you're going to grow is by doing like things that are harder but it's not so out of your capacity that it's impossible or like is like daunting or unsustainable yeah um that feels like
1: i don't know i feel like with like that when i was starting journaling it was kind of that and then also the the law of what was the starting thing it's like because I was like okay I'll do one line a day
0: exactly and then you
1: just like slowly start doing more and more I never did like more than four percent more at a time but like now I journal like five pages every single day yeah it's been like six years
0: I was gonna say that's literally like the two minute rule thing is literally like my five minute journal Mm -hmm. um like I do my five journal five minute journal like every morning every night I've like pretty much never miss, like, I've been doing it for a little over a year now, Yeah. and I've, like, almost never missed a single day unless I'm, like, traveling or something, and because so I just easy. know it's, like, five minutes. I'm, like, I can do five minutes. Like, there's never a time where I can't journal for five minutes. <clears throat> right. Like, um. so I'd really recommend that if you're trying to get into journaling and you're, like, looking for something easy. Like, five-minute yeah. journal is great.
1: Or just, like, one line a day. Yeah. Like, literally, like, my whole first year of journaling, I didn't really do more than one line. Yeah. And some days I did if I had a lot to say, but, like, Most of the time, it's just one line, and then, like, all of a sudden, you're writing more. Like, I never thought I would journal every day. Right. Literally journal every day for like six years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that is super, super good. Um, Back to the law of least effort, I kind of like jumped into the two minute drill or two minute rule. But um, along those same lines of how like crucial it is to make habits so easy that you'll do them even when you don't feel like it. Um, just, like, making things so that they just don't use as much energy. Mm -hmm. So, like, the less energy it's going to use, the more, like, it is to occur. And that doesn't mean, like, only do things that are easy. That means, like, make things that you want to do as easy as you can in the moment. So, like, for me, that's, like, setting out my clothes the night before I, like, get up to work out. So that way I'm not, like, stressed about it. Or, like, meal prepping the night before so that way, like, it's not, like, scattered all over and you, like or stressed about it the next morning. So, like, just, like, really, pr- like, priming your environment for future use is a good way to make things not seem as hard as they could otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, basically, along with that, on, the, on those lines, is, like, environment design is a, a, just one way to, like, help reduce friction in your life. And there's lots of ways to reduce friction. Like, one of the ways I just talked about or earlier is, like, commitment devices – um, and a commitment device is just, like, basically some sort of, like, I, t- like, it's, a lot of times it's just, like, telling someone, I'm gonna be here at this time, I'm gonna do yeah. this. Or, like, with the Oat Life, when we said, like, we're gonna rebrand this, we're gonna get this going, it was, like, we told everyone that we're gonna do this, so it, that would look so stupid if, if we didn't we actually didn't. do it. Yeah. So that was, like, a form of a commitment device, totally. when we posted about it. Um, yeah, so just, like, redesign your life so that actions that matter the most are the easiest to do is one thing that, um, has always helped, and a lot of these things are just, like, a lot of these things are just, like, one-time decisions that you can automate your life more, like, for me, it was, like, like, my one-time decision is, like, I'm always gonna make my lunch the night before, and so, like, now I just know when I get home, I'm like, okay, I'm making my lunch for the next day, and I don't even have to think about it, it's, like, on autopilot now, so when you get more, like, habits on autopilot, then you have so much more, like, space in your brain to, like, think about other things, um, so just making those one-time decisions also really help.
1: I think that helps too with just, like, putting like you said, like, putting it in your calendar. Just, like, yeah. even the small things between things, like, driving somewhere. And, like, if it takes five minutes, like, still put that habit in your calendar until it becomes a part of your routine. And then it's right. not like you're trying to, like, think about it. And it's not, it takes away that stress of having to remember it because it's just, like, in your schedule until it becomes a ritual.
0: Right. Exactly. 100%. So, the last thing, the last way you can make um habits stick is to make them satisfying. Um what is immediately rewarded is repeated. And often obviously you have like delayed gratification is a great way to attain like bigger successes because a lot of times like the harder things are, the longer it takes and the longer it takes the more it pays off. Mm-hmm. Usually. Um, But that's really hard because it's hard to, like, maintain motivation when you don't feel like you're getting anything back in return and you're just, like, working really hard and not, like, seeing any results or anything like that. So, one, you can, like, maintain motivation by just adding a tiny bit. It doesn't need to be a lot, but just the smallest amount of immediate pleasure to habits that pay off in the long run. Um, I just thought of this, but, like, one thing that would... Super weird, but, like, I used to, like, work out. And at the end of my workout, I always waited to the very end, I would, like, use the gym's hand sanitizer when i fill up my water bottle
1: mm-hmm. i would
0: use a hand sanitizer i would always smell it and it just like smelt like satisfaction because i was like done working that's so out funny and they changed the hand sanitizer recently so i'm upset about that but that was like small yeah. amount of satisfaction like it like that's so so small but... that's like what
1: i no. what i would always do after i came home from the gym in the morning was take my multivitamin gummies yeah which i love like they taste so good and i get two <laughs> a day or like my airborne gummies And I would always do it right when I got back from the gym because in the morning I would wake up and I'd be like, oh, I really don't want to go to the gym. And I was like, oh, but I can't take my airborne gummies until I've gotten back from the gym.
0: Exactly. Just stupid things like that. Um, It can even be like coffee afterwards or whatever. Like things that you might already do, but just like knowing that you get it afterwards like is a good way to make things satisfying. Um, One thing that I thought about in terms of my like sleep goal on this is just like if I don't get to bed on time, if I don't get like... Let's, a certain, like, set amount of hours of sleep, I'll think about how many hours I'm willing to do. But then it's, like, if I wake up in the morning, I don't get to work out. And I know that sounds, like, silly, probably, mm, but, like... No,
1: like, that makes sense. Like, I genuinely, like,
0: look forward to my workouts, and if I can't, like, get my stuff together enough to, like, get to bed the night before, then I don't get to work out in the morning. So it's, like, working out is almost, like, my gift for getting to bed on time, and obviously I'm more excited to work out in the morning if I have enough sleep anyways, but... That's just actually, kind of things like that. That's such a good
1: little So I'm going to think, I'll
0: probably do like seven and a half hours or seven hours. If I don't get that sleep, then that sucks for me the next day. Wow, so.
1: I would never work out. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like I'm going to worry about it. But... Maybe next year I need to do sleep and I need to do that.
0: Yeah, I just thought of another goal too. I really want to start consistently taking collagen because so I keep doing that. I keep trying to do that and I like suck at consistently doing it. And I thought you didn't like, like it when you did it. Before. I don't, I don't oh. like it, but I want to do it. So anyways, cool. we'll I can use that these. Later. I can yeah. Okay, basically and then the last thing the last way to make it satisfying is um just by using like habit tracking. So whether that's you could use the paper clip method, you could use like tally marks, you could use um Literally anything. Like, Google Keep, check it off. Yeah, just check it off your to-do list every day. I put my, yeah, I put my
1: habits on my to-do list. Right, yeah. Even Um, if I do them every day. Habit tracking is, like, a
0: super satisfying way. Like, it's really satisfying to see, like, that whole streak that I was talking about earlier. Um, And then, like, uh, with that is, like, it's totally okay. Like, everyone at some point is going to, like, mess up. And, like, their habits might not be in line. And they might miss a day or whatever. That's Okay. The biggest rule, and this is something I really, really live by, is never miss twice. Because mm. habit, like, missing one time does not break a habit. Like, you're fine, but it's when you miss twice and three times and four times in a row. Like, in a, in row. a row? Yeah. Um, yeah, never miss twice in a row. That's where the habit falls apart. So, like, if you miss once, don't worry about it. Just do it the, again the next day. Mm-hmm. You're fine. But don't be like, my whole habit is broken just because you missed once. Yeah that's um, super important because like life happens and you're just not gonna be perfect 100% of the time but um that takes a lot of stress off of like missing one day yeah so totally. yeah and basically like one other thing along with that too is like even if you don't feel like it just like going through the motions often like maintains a habit like I think a lot of people are like if I'm like not feeling it or whatever like I don't want to do it like then I'm not gonna do it but like even if it's gonna be like a bad run or even if it's gonna be like a bad workout like that's better than not doing it at all because that, main- that first of all, like, maintains the habit and it, like, maintains your, like, whatever, like, you're trying to achieve. Like, you're not going backwards. It's, like, that walking yeah. forwards, maybe super, super slowly, but you're not walking backwards. So I think,
1: like, giving yourself grace and flexibility within your habits. Like, that's yeah. something that I found is, like, having that structure of the habits but then flexibility within the habits. Like, if I'm doing my, like, schedule of runs every week, like, obviously there's going to be some days where I don't feel great and it's, like, it's not fun to continue running if I'm like I have to do this hard like I know I have to like it's just giving myself the grace to be like I really don't feel like I want to do this today and that's gonna bring me no satisfaction or joy I'll still do a run yeah but it's okay if I do it easier or if I take out an interval or if I cut it a little bit shorter and it's like I'm still completing the habit but I don't feel that, like, stress around the pressure to do it exactly as I need to do it. Yes. Um. Because, like, sometimes we just don't feel good, and it's not fun. You don't want to keep doing those habits if they feel like they're, like, imprisoning you. Yeah. Like, I don't want to feel imprisoned by running. I want to, like, like, most days I do feel like I want to do the run that I've set up, but, like, if I don't, I don't have to, and that's nice.
0: Yeah, and that kind of, like, that kind of goes along with the last thing I was going to say is, like, With all these things, like, it's really easy to just be, like, "Mm, for New Year's, I want to, like, have the New Year's resolution of, like, I don't know, like, some crazy thing, right? Like, maybe it's, like, working out a ton or something like that, but maybe you, like, hate working out. Mm -hmm. That's obviously just not gonna work if you hate, like, if you hate running or something. Like, if you're saying, I want to run, like, 10 miles every day and you hate running, that is a terrible resolution, Like, if your bigger goal is to, like, I want to be, like, more fit or something, then it's, like, find ways that you enjoy to, like, do your habits. So, like, choose habits that, I guess, like, that align with your goals and that align with your passions. Because at the end of the day, if you hate what you're doing, it's not going to be sustainable and you're going to be miserable. So, really making sure you choose the right habits and the right goals to set, I think is just as important as, like, how you follow through with those.
1: No, I totally agree with that. I think that, like, you are only going to be able to accomplish a goal if you want to. Yeah. And so, like, you have to have some reason for wanting to. It's like assigning meaning to everything you do. Like, like if it, you can do that within your habits, too. Like, if I want to, like, get faster, then I will assign meaning to every single run I have, even if it's an easy run. I, like, give it meaning. And then, therefore, I wanted, I I want to do it. There's a reason I want to do it. It's mm-hmm. like, or it can be your bigger goal. Like, there needs to be some sort of desire for something in order for you to complete it
0: yeah I 100% agree I know I just like talked a lot but those were basically like my biggest takeaways from atomic habits and honestly things that I have like that never miss twice thing um even like my google calendar stuff like that like I've really taken a lot of a lot from that book and like I've like implemented a lot of those things and they've definitely worked for me so And a lot of things like it's like I don't even realize I have and or like maybe is a reason like why I stick to some of the habits I have and I'm like oh my gosh like I already did that but I just didn't realize it. So those are and like I said too all of those things that help with your habits if you flip them around and you do the opposite like um designing the environment for success a lot of environments are literally just designed for failure and like you can beat yourself up over like failing with your habits or something, but if you're in an environment where it's just not conducive to your habit, the mm-hmm. habit that you want, it's probably just not your fault. Like yeah. it it's so it's so much easier to do things when your environment is set up right. And I think your the environment is probably one of the biggest things of all the things I talked about that I think really really um helps the most like it it's just like the environment that you're in is going to dictate kind of like what you do and how you live your life. So Just taking control of your environment as much as you can is probably the biggest thing I would take away from this. And then just, like,
1: when it's out of your control, not
0: blaming yourself. just don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I just talked a lot. But that's kind of my philosophy is just breaking down goals into smaller, actionable items that you can act on um, to ultimately achieve your goals. Um, But now I'm going to let Journey talk a little bit about kind of her philosophy when it comes to habits and goals and how she sets goals and things like that.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so now I'm going to talk a little bit about the way that I set goals, um, which is a little bit different, I think, from Sarah's approach, um, but there's definitely some, like, similarities within there. Um, I would say – I haven't read Atomic Habits, um, but I think that, like, some of the things that Sarah was talking about kind of apply pretty well to a lot of my goals. Um, I think when I'm, like, setting goals, I think about it through more of, like, the SMART goal structure – which you've probably heard of because um, it's prob- It's one of the more like common goal setting methods out there. Um, I've learned SMART goals like five times and I don't know that I really set my goals through SMART goals because I don't like think about it super intentionally. But whenever I'm like looking back on it or learning again, it just like kind of, I feel like encompasses the way that I do my goal setting. Um, so if you're not familiar with SMART goals... SMART is an acronym. Um, that is probably the most important thing to know. <laughs> it doesn't just mean that you're setting a SMART goal, which you are. <laughs> don't, um, don't set dumb goals. Don't set dumb goals. Sarah sets dumb goals and Journey sets SMART goals. good. <laughs> <laughs> so <'cause> episode's over. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> it stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Um, and I definitely don't usually follow all of these unless I'm thinking about like a a very small and like niche goal like if a a new year's resolution of mine would not have all of these but I try to hit like four of the points um a goal that's more like I guess like focused on one specific aspect of my life like if I want to get an A plus in this certain class like the way that I would set that specific goal would definitely be smart and hit all of the different um like five elements of smart goals um so specific is pretty self explanatory it just refers to like being pretty i don't know i would say like honed in on one element
0: yeah not like i'm gonna try to do this or like i'll try to stretch more or like maybe or not I even like i'm to. gonna stretch
1: more like it's like i'm going to have flexible hamstrings yeah I feel like like I'm going to try to get better. (laughs) Right. I think you can like define specific for yourself. Um, yeah, but it's basically just, I feel like not even so much as saying like make your goal specific. It's just like avoid making it vague because I don't (laughs) think that vague goals get you anywhere. Um, so if it's specific to you and it's like one thing and confined to that one thing and you know what that means for you, then I think that kind of, Qualifies as specific.
0: Yeah, and that's where you need to like set your priorities straight and figure out like the biggest thing of like what do you really want and what are you really chasing? Because if you like have a goal and it's not very specific and it's also just if you have if you have a goal that's like not in line with like your other goals per se. Like say that you're trying to become like the fastest runner in the world and then you set a goal to like lift the most weight in the world. Those probably aren't like (laughs) conducive, and so you need to make sure that whatever goals you set are in line and conducive with. Like, the way you're living your life right now and, like, the goals that you already have and what you're trying to become. Because if they're not, then those overlapping goals are going to – you're not going to be able to achieve either of them.
1: No, yeah, totally. I think that hits on, like, the R of SMART goals, which is relevant. Yeah. Meaning it, like – it, like, aligns with your values and, like, your long-term goals. Yeah. Um, Because, like, yeah, you can throw something totally random in there, but, like, you're likely going to either hinder your progress in something else or, like – I don't know, have to make sacrifices in one end or the other. And so, like, having those goals be relevant to, like, who you are and what you hope to do in general um, will kind of just, like, keep you, I feel like, on the same track. Um, And so, like, it would be really confusing for me to have, like, a bunch of goals specific to, like, I don't know, like, school and everything I'm interested in, yada, 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 and then have, like, one random goal being, like, I want to, like – okay, I actually tried to do this over winter break. I was just <laughs> like, I want to write a children's book. And Aww. that was all I said. And, like, that just, like, does not really align with anything that I'm going for in the future or, like, <laughs> anything that I actually really want to do. Um, And so it fell to the wayside because it wasn't yeah. like – I had other goals I wanted to do, but they were all building off each other. Right. And that one just, like, wasn't. And so I don't know. I always feel like it's easier, too, to, like – and maybe this is going back to specific, but, like, to set a lot of small specific goals than bigger goals that, like, encompass more things. Um, like, instead of saying, like, I want to, like, get fitter this year or, like, get, I don't I want to, like, lift more weight. Like, I think it's, like, a lot more productive to be, like, I want to, like, you know, do this much on squats that's one goal and you can like really tune in that goal as much as you want. And then you can do like, I want to get more flexible and that's another goal because then I think if you feel like you can't handle all of it, it's easier to drop off one goal and keep going with the rest of your goals than completely derail your one goal that encompasses yeah. everything when you, like, can't complete one aspect it.
0: Of definitely it. does make it more attainable. It's kind of like just thinking about, like... Attainable. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you need to get, like, so many, like, volunteer hours or something, like, to try to, like, do all, like like, 500 in one week is not... Like, there's not that many hours. But if you just take it, like, one hour at a time, like, I can do an hour here, I can do an hour here... Or, like, what Journey said, like, Mm -hmm. if it's, like, you want to get fitter, like, I want to be able to do, like, 10 pull-ups, and I want to be able to do, like, I want to be able to, like, run a six-minute mile, or, like, whatever it is, those are, like, small things where you could focus on one at a time, and it just doesn't feel as overwhelming, because it's, like, okay, you do that, like, you focus on, like, your pull-ups for, like, what, like, five minutes, and then you're done, and you're, like, oh, cool, like, I just, like, made progress, versus... You don't feel like you're making progress until, like, a year later. You're like, oh, am I fitter or not? Um, right. And then, like, going along with that, what was I going to say? Or, like,
1: if you can't do the pull-ups, if you're, like, really struggling on the pull-ups and you're like, oh, shoot, I'm never going to be able to accomplish this goal, then you're going to just stop with the running, yeah. too. It's not, like, a different goal. And you're like – like, in, you could be like, okay, maybe I'm going to, like, pause on my pull-ups goal – and really focus on my running goal. Instead right. of or, just like, modify like, it. Right. Instead of just being, like, oh, my entire fitness goal can't happen because I can't do these pull-ups. So yeah. I'm just going to quit.
0: One other thing I was going to say is that I really feel like it's important for, like, everyone to have, like, a North Star to be focused on. Like, if, if for this example that we're using, like, that North Star is, like, you want to be fit or you want to, like, have abs whatever it is. Like, having that North Star and then breaking it down into those smaller pieces and then just knowing that it's okay for your north star to change along the way, mm-hmm. like use those pieces that you broke it down as like stepping stones, but like those stepping stones can like turn and like you might not end up exactly where you wanted to, but it's important to have that like bigger goal because if you don't have that, if you don't know what you're striving for exactly, then like why are you doing? Why are you trying to get ten pull ups? That doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, just having that, that those things like if it's like I want to like be a doctor. It's not, like, every single day you're stressed about, like, how you're going to get into med school. It's, like, every single day, like, you're studying and you're doing your homework. But you have that North Star and you know that North Star can change. Like, maybe you won't become a doctor. But um, just having that thing that you're striving for that will, like, motivate you when it comes down to, like, why are you doing what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I kind of think that's the one thing that smart goals lack. Because, like, I personally feel like smart goals is the way that I – like go about trying to achieve my goals but the way that i phrase my goals is very like results oriented or like north star
0: yeah
1: um like all of my goals are like i want to be able to do this by this or i want to achieve this by this and obviously like sarah said that north star can change that's like my like a goal and then i can have like a b goal of just like i don't know like they talk about that with like running marathons like you have your time and then you're supposed to have a beagle, which is just like another time for me. My beagle is just like finishing, It's, like honestly, like like finishing and like running or whatever. But like, that's like an achievement in itself. And like, I don't know, I would be proud of myself for doing that. So like, a goal is my time, and beagle is like run and finish and like yeah, make so, like survive. And so like, I feel like SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time based, doesn't really have that like results oriented north star aspect which is what i feel like i would add to it but i do think that like breaking it down that way is a good way to like make sure that your north star is like yeah like a productive thing to move towards
0: right and like one thing is that like along with along those lines like your north star can change it probably will change especially if you break it down into such small pieces but it's one of those things where like if you're if you could just continue working towards your goals and making those small steps forward and not like giving up along the way because, like, one thing went poorly or whatever, then, like, along the way, new things are going to come up and you're going to get different opportunities. And maybe, like, something will come up that you, like, never even thought of or never even thought you'd have the chance to do. And that's where that North Star, like, helps you because it kind of kept you in line and it kept you focused. And it gave you those opportunities that, like, if you hadn't just made those small steps towards your goals, you never would have had that opportunity.
1: Yeah, I think also just, like, knowing sometimes, like... I don't know, kind of along those lines, like, knowing when a goal is no longer productive for you to work towards. Yeah, and I think, and that's like, not, really important. Not being upset about, like, being like, oh, but I did all of this work towards it. Like, yeah. if it's no longer nope. serving you, like the best thing you can do is drop your goal as opposed to being like but all of this work was for nothing because it wasn't because like you were working towards a goal and that's just like good And practice now you're in a different person
0: because of that.
1: Right. And like Sarah said, like you don't know like what seeds were planted during that process that like yeah. might come back to or, like, you. what, what opportunities you might made. come up. Right. And so like dropping a goal if you feel like it's like distracting from your other goals or just like not really conducive to like the way you want to live your life anymore is I feel, like, another thing that should be added into, yeah. into like, I don't know, these goal-setting acronyms. Because I think, like, especially SMART goals, which I think is, like, defined a little bit more specifically than the way you were talking about goal-setting, it can be kind of, like, restrictive. Like, I don't know, the two that we haven't really talked about so much are me- measurable and time-based, which are, like, even more, like, definite. And so I think, like, with that, just, like, understanding that everything is like in flux and like yeah if it's time-based like that is you can modify that like you can right like change your timeline like i think having a timeline is really helpful in general and i think that's why news new Year's new resolutions are easy for people because it's like i want to do this for a year right or this by the end of the year but like i think that another kind of fallback of that is maybe feeling like you're like constrained to it.
0: Yeah, I do really think like that is such a big thing that I think a lot of people like miss because it's always like you want to stay committed to your goals no matter what. Like even if like the world is falling apart, like you want to stay committed. But like there's like a very fine line between like staying committed and staying disciplined versus knowing when it's time to like like kind of make a change or like go a different direction or something like that because sometimes like you could be doing something and then not feeling like you're quitting and not feeling like like knowing that the whatever you're choosing is the best option because there's so many situations where people get into like they just are going 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 and then sometimes even like this is something where like if you just forget to like reflect or evaluate and this is why journaling can help or like meditation or whatever when you like forget to like reflect or evaluate periodically then you can just get into this this kind of autopilot mode where you don't actually re- like know how the things that you're doing are affecting where you're going or like if they're actually getting you any closer to your goals. so like one example is like I really thought I wanted to go to pharmacy school and I kind of decided I want to go to pharmacy school and I just didn't think about it again and it wasn't until like a long time after that like that I kind of had like a wake-up call and I was like oh my god like I don't want to do this at all like this is not the type like this isn't really in line with, like, what I want, would want to, like, have in a, like, work atmosphere, but if I hadn't, like, been able to, like, sit there and reflect that one time, like, I was just so in the zone of, I'm going to pharmacy school, I'm going to pharmacy school, that I may not have, like, I was just so committed to it, and I I just wouldn't have, like, had that opportunity to be, like, wait, is this, like, actually what I want to do? So just knowing that it's really, really okay to, like, change your goals or change your direction or, like, change your mindset about it um, and do different things, and it's not always just because, like, you don't complete a goal doesn't mean you quit, but just having that understanding of and being aware of like where you're at and if like you can you know you know if you're like quitting or you know if like this is the smart decision for you. Yeah, but that's a very very, very good skill goals. to have.
1: Yeah, we'll touch more on that when we talk about when we do a book review of essentialism.
0: Oh yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's probably where I got that from, isn't <laughs> that? That is not it thats definitely where you got that from. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a term for that, isn't there? Um, maybe. Yeah, there's a ter- I forget. There's a, they, that type of person that like isn't stuck to their goals, there's like a term for it, but I forget. Non-essentialist.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it is. Um, or for part of it, at least. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I would add an F for flexible. Smart-if goals. Yes. Flexible. smart goals. Flux. Smart. Yeah. And then what was the other one that we said? And, result-oriented so it'd be like smart fro. Result oriented? Yeah. You want your goals to like be result oriented. Oh.
0: Or like, yeah, I'm not like North, North Star. Star. If we just phrase it differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The North Star.
1: But um, I just thought results oriented had a vowel, so it would be better to make it smart fro.
0: Yeah, smart fro.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one is just measurable. Um and I think that that also kind of varies in what it looks like. Um, But, like, I don't know. I feel like, like, for my goal of, like, oh, I want to become more flexible so that I can, like, get to my handstand splits. Like, that's measurable in just, like how far can I reach down my legs or like yeah is there a way though that you can like leg?
0: literally measure that like as like every time you get a little bit farther can you measure that yeah but I don't think that's the point of measure I don't think that's what I'm
1: meaning by measurable like I don't actually mean like inches but like really no because like you can't <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to
0: measure that I don't need to know but I feel inches. like like measurable wanna... should be like measurable across the whole period of being able to do it like right and so like one day I can touch my toes,
1: and the next day I can, like, you know, touch two inches yeah. in front of me and a little bit more in front okay. of me. Okay, so you have, like, a visual gauge.
0: Yeah, and just, like, by right. feeling. Yeah, I would I would just say, like, measurable is not, like, okay, you can measure it, like, when you've done it, but, like, measurable along the All, way. Along, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yes, exactly, we were on the same page there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, like, same thing with, like, getting faster at running. Like, that one is not as, I would say that's not a super specific one, because I don't have, like, a speed that I want to be at but I think it's the rest of them because it's measurable and that I can see my pace increasing on all of my runs um and then like in terms of my goal of like incorporating more creativity into my life that one I think is pretty much everything except for super measurable um but the way that I would try to make that measurable is like I have been blocking off two hours a week to do that and because that's not like a That's not a super results-oriented one. Um, So there's not, like, I'm not measuring, like, progress. It's just, like, I can measure that in the amount of time I spend doing it. Yeah. And if I, like, block off time for it, then I feel like I can measure that I'm completing my goal.
0: Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And that's where it's – that one is, like, kind of similar to the Atomic Habits approach is because you're measuring – you're not measuring your goal of, like, being creative, but you're measuring, like, the act of – doing your goal, following through. Yeah, following through with
1: it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely, like, some overlap um, to those two, like, styles of setting goals. Um, I think, like, it just so happens that mine tend to, like, line up a little bit more with the SMART goals. um, And those are just the ones that I'm a little bit more, like, familiar with. Um, But I don't know. I think there's, like, a good amount of overlap with the Atomic Habits. They just, like, are coming at it from two different angles I think.
0: Yeah I agree I feel like like the one that you have is like the smart goals is more like how do you really like it gets down to like how you achieve a very specific goal versus I think that the atomic habits one is like how do you maintain success Mm -hmm. with the acts associated with it. Because yeah. that's all you can do anyways, but... It's more
1: of a... It's like a strategy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think you can use... Utilize things from both different types of um, goal setting and achieve all of your goals and hopes yeah. and dreams. Totally.
1: I think that about <sighs> concludes it for today. We had a long episode, so if you made it this far...
0: Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> we hope that you achieve all your goals. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, our first real like Gun Ho podcast too. So like we're gonna get better, things are getting better, but like just like let us know. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was amazing, (laughs) for sure. Um, but just like let us know what you think. Like let us know like what we could do better, what you liked, what you didn't like, if you have like anything you want us to talk about in the future, um the whole feedback box on Spotify for that. Yeah. And your answers
1: answers will go right to anchor. Exactly. Which is where we record our podcasts.
0: Um and then yeah, you can also DM us on Instagram or email us at the oatlife at gmail.com and we will take your feedback seriously and implement in the next episode but yeah yeah, keep submitting your listener questions as well buy us for you (laughs) exactly (laughs) we'll take your feedback (laughs) we're saleswomen now. okay yeah we hope you have a great rest of your day whenever you're listening to this and we'll see you next monday with another episode of the oat life bye